football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? We made it. We made it all the way to lovely. It's been a long journey for you to actually call me lovely again. Uh, this feels better than when my wife came back to me that one time. So yeah, that's good. That's good. It's week one. We're officially. I mean, the the I'm already exhausted. After today, my, my I, Tuesdays are just my Tuesdays are awful. But it was it, I'm 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 I want to sleep already. Today is also my Tuesday, and I am I'm done with the NFL season. If it could just go ahead and end right now, I'd be fine with that because I'm totally burned out. Is, has there been anything more tilting than the back and forth reporting of the Ezekiel Elliott contract? Oh my God! Can we just not say anything until something has happened? Because every update is that nothing has happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whenever you like really dig in, it's that nothing has happened. But there, it's very clear that there are are reporters getting info from people who are on particular sides of the negotiation table. There. Right? Oh no, it, yeah. I mean, it's it. That's usually the way it goes. But this is like super clear. Like it's like nakedly clear that. Yeah. Uh, that that this is being played out through the press. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And by the time the people listen to this episode, Zeke could have a contract. I would almost, I, I would, I would almost assume that that some people are going to listen to this while he has a contract. And and people who drafted Tony Pollard will be in their graves. That's right. That's right. So many so many late round running back, well, I guess two main ones who could just see their their value get destroyed in a week. You get Darwin Thompson, oh. who is a, a favorite, and then you get Tony Pollard, who is another favorite. At least my boy Justice Hill is is standing there. I can just, you know, the the gif of uh that cartoon gif of the the hand coming out of the grave. It's probably from a very. It's probably from like a cartoon that people watch, but uh-huh. I don't know what it's from. But it's just it's it's Dar or just Justice Hill. He's he's still alive. He's still he's, there. He is still he's still still alive. He, yeah, if you got Justice Hill, Darwin Thompson, and Tony Pollard two weeks ago in a draft, you fell on top of the world. Yeah, and now now you just you're 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 living on on Justice Island, <laughs> which that's, is that's where we're at. Which is where we'll be recording from next week, by the way. That's right. That's right. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we can get into to week one. Before we do that, Denny, you have a, a really quick something to say. I do have a quick something to say. Um, it is about ApexFantasyLeagues.com. They're still doing drafts, as you may guess, may have guessed, uh, until tomorrow. Uh, live drafts, slow drafts, whatever draft you want, honestly. Smoke signal draft. It's up to you. I'm kidding about that, of course. Uh, I've said it before. I will say it again. Uh, Apex Fantasy Leagues is by far my favorite place to play fantasy football. They help take some of the variants out of the game, and that's really all we're looking for. So check it out, apexfantasyleagues.com. By the way, we should just record the podcast on Justice Hill. Oh, my God, you're right. Like we, we we have a piece of land in his name, and we I decided to go with island. Yeah, yeah. What's uh, that? That actually is. Uh, let's go back and edit that out. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's really gonna happen. <laughs> All right, let's get into week one. Uh, we did post these on our Patreon account earlier today. 
had some responses from people. There's one tight end in particular where you, you, you hear our tight ends and you say, uh, well, first off, they smell bad. Now, you, you hear our tight ends and uh, you're going to, to listen to these names and you're going to be semi-shocked by the fact that we're already digging deep. But this is sort of what happens at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. After, after week one, you get a little bit more clarity. You know, after week one or two, get some clarity and then from like week three to week six, let's say, uh, things feel good because people haven't really reacted to the waiver wire just yet. And then after that, you're really just throwing darts because all the good tight ends are around. Yeah, I, I think that one of these guys that we're going to mention here uh, could become an every week tight end. I agree. I agree with that. But again, guys, we're going by by rostered percentage over on both. I mean, we look at both Yahoo and ESPN just to see because ESPN seems to be a little bit more liberal uh, with, with the, the ownership there, not to get political. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then Yahoo, uh, seems a little bit tighter. So, uh, you know, it depends on the league, depends on, on where you're playing, but we're generally picking streamers and hopefully you guys can understand that. I will right. get things kicked off though. I was going to say for the sake of balance though, we do consider conservative sites and liberal sites when we, that's right. That's when right. we look at the streamers, that's right. I'm going to go first. Yes. I'm going to go with a quarterback. We'll start with quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Usually we start with defense, though, don't we? We do start with defense. Let's start with defense instead. I'll start with the defense. All right. The first defense this week, who I think is the best streaming defense, they're rostered in under 20% of Yahoo leagues, is the Jets. I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. because I think the Jets are basically a top 10 defense this week. Um, they're playing Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, that offense should be better this year than they were last year. Uh, Josh Allen should show some pr- improvement as a passer better weapons, all of that. I do think this game could go over as well. Uh, the the over-under, I think, is at 40 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not very high, and I, I think that it's pretty easy for that to go over, just given the fact that these offenses should just look better than they did last year. But even still, Josh Allen, when he started last year, uh, he was sacked on average 2.3 times per game. He had an interception on average per game. Um, so I just think that just the way this game is set up, the way that, that uh, a place like Sp- FanDuel Sportsbook is looking at this, um, it, it's, it looks to be a lower scoring game, but then on top of that, there's the upside of, okay, Josh Allen, we know that he escapes the pocket. We know there's sack potential. And then we know that, you know, in his rookie year and what we saw of him as a rookie, he's not afraid to t- take deep shots, but that also can create some turnovers. So I, I like the Jets defense a lot this week. I think you could have a decent game out of Josh Allen and a good game out of the Jets defense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't think Josh Allen is that bad of a of a play this week per se. He's not really on the street. He's kind of in that that purgatory, not quite a streamer, but not really a starter territory. But um, yeah, I agree. I think that we could see a decent game from Josh Allen while still the Jets being a good option. Wasn't wasn't the uh, didn't we have a disaster last year with the Jets defense? Yeah, it was the Bills game. It was the Bills game. Yeah, it was and like. It was, and it was Matt Barkley, wasn't it? The process was there, and it was like they scored like negative seven. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But go ahead, Denny. I Talk have a defense. About a defense. You have a deep defense. I, yeah, it is. It is deep. So that means that uh, if I'm wrong, um, that uh, you can forgive me. Uh, the 49ers defense is available on 95% of Yahoo waiver wires. This is based mostly on Jameis Winston kind of being a turnover disaster. Uh, he's thrown an average of 1.7 interceptions in career losses. His completion rate 
in losses over his career is below 60%, which is pretty bad. So this is not based on, you know, this game as a defensive uh, slugfest. I mean, this has, I think, the third highest total uh, for week one. Um, but it is about uh, James Winston just committing turnovers. Um, so I think, as the kids say, you could do worse. You could definitely do worse. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that they're a, a scary-ish play because it's, oh, not, yeah. it's not like they're good. They're actually pretty horrible on, on that side of the ball. Um, but again, you know, this is a, a matchup where there could be a lot of points, but there also could be a lot of turnovers and potentially sacks. So, right. Uh, the other defense that you could look at, I like this defense more than San Francisco, as does Denny, um, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Detroit. So there is a lot of variance in playing Detroit because I don't think – actually, I know that what we saw out of Arizona during the preseason this year uh, is not what we're going to see from them offensively during the regular season. They didn't throw a lot of four and five wide sets in the preseason. They didn't play at a fast pace. Uh, so there's a lot of reason to believe that that Arizona hasn't really shown us what they're going to be about uh, in the regular season. So there's some variance there as a result of that. And and also, if you look at the over-unders, uh, they're at about a 47.5 point over-under in this game. Uh, so it's a little bit higher scoring than I think some might think or realize. You know, if, if you're taking what Arizona did, you're looking at the fact that they have a rookie quarterback. Um, you're looking at the fact that they have a, a rookie head coach from an NFL standpoint. It would, it would seem a little weird, potentially, that this game is on the higher end from an over-under standpoint, but I wouldn't be that surprised if this game still went over because you're in a situation where the, the, the faster pace is going to just cause or create more points, hopefully, in this game. But, but uh, because there are more plays, uh, you don't really have to work. Let's just throw out the score because we know that scoring mm-hmm. isn't that big of a deal for fantasy defenses. Because there are more plays, there's more opportunity for turnovers and sacks. And this Arizona offensive line could be dreadful all season long. Um, and it's against a, a good Detroit defensive line. So I think that that the result of that sort of uh, O-line versus D-line matchup, uh, the fact that this is Kyler Murray's first start, you know, again, that, that has a lot of variance to it because Kyler Murray, you know, they don't have tape on him and they don't know exactly what this offense is going to look like, but it could also go south for Kyler Murray as well. So as a result of all that, I don't think the Lions are that bad of a streamer. Um, I would be playing the Jets over them. I think the Jets are by far the safest play of these three. Um, but the Lions, I think, have just as high of a ceiling. Yes, I totally agree. I was about to say the exact same thing. The Jets are obviously the floor play. I mean, you know, as we said last year when they played the Bills. But uh, uh, but the, the Lions have as much upside, I think, as, as any streaming defense or um, anyone even close to the realm of streaming defense this week. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Danny, let's move on to quarterbacks. You have two of them, so you can go first. I do, I do. And we're going to go back to the Tampa Niners game. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, whose name I'm still learning to spell, by the way, JJ. Yeah, it's it's impossible to spell. I don't think I've ever gotten it. I can spell Kaimi Fairbairn, and I think that this is a mental block because I think I wanted to learn how to to spell Kaimi Fairbairn's name. Um, but I don't with Jimmy G for some reason. See, here, here's the thing. This year for fantasy, for for my uh, content creation purposes, I'm doing a lot of audio, video, not as much writing. I'm only doing one piece of content, written content a week. It's 15 transactions. So I care less about spelling because it's easier to do that. Pronunciations are huge, right? And no one has been worse for me so far this summer than Dare Gumbawale. But oh, as you tough. can hear, I got it. I got it down. I'm I'm prepared now. 
Yeah, you mentioned in a DM the other day, just spelled, you know, I thought it said dare, just D-A-R-E. That's right, yeah. And and I was like, who the hell is dare? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll start with Jimmy D. So uh, this game has the week's third highest total at 50. I think I mentioned that. Uh, Tampa Bay last year allowed 19 and a half schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Just as a reminder, schedule adjusted points are on the 444.com site. Uh, it basically takes a, an apples to apples approach in comparing how defense does to quarterback rather than apples to oranges. I mean, you know, giving up uh, 12 points to Joe Flacco is not the same as giving up 12 points to Mahomes, say. So that's that's where that comes from, uh, just as a week one reminder. So Tampa gave up the highest completion, completion rate to opposing quarterbacks last year at 72.5%. Only the Raiders gave up a higher yards per attempt in 2018 than the Bucks. Uh, and almost 60% of touchdowns scored versus Tampa last year were via the pass, which is quite high. Uh, Tampa has the second, or I guess last year, had the second lowest quarterback pressure rate uh, in 2018 per football outsiders. Uh, so I think that's pretty much all we're looking for in a matchup is a, a team that doesn't really get to the quarterback uh, in a game that is expected to be pretty high scoring. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and th- this Tampa Bay defense could arguably be the worst defense in football, mm-hmm. just period. So I, I like Jimmy G. His ownership, again, he's kind of on the fringe, depending on the site that you're at. But uh, ESPN, he was basically at un- under the, uh, the the streaming threshold that we use. Uh, I already talked about the Lions defense. I actually think the quarterback for them, Matthew Stafford, I don't know if you realize that, that he's their quarterback. It's still. Yeah, still. Uh, yeah, and he's only 24 years old. Which now, is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely insane. Yeah, no. Any, any age-related jokes in the fantasy football community—they're amazing. Like the it was Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon's a good one. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin's another good one. Uh, but Matthew Stafford—he's still only twenty-four. Crazy. We've been we've been doing that that Stafford age joke since like twenty eleven. By the yeah, way, yeah, exactly. Uh, the Lions, though, as I mentioned, they could be forced to run a little bit more uh, plays offensively because of Arizona's pace. And that's good for for uh, everyone in that offense, especially because we know the Lions might be a little bit slower, a little bit more methodical uh, with their offensive approach this year. Uh, I already mentioned the game itself has a relatively high over-under, 47.5. The Lions are road favorites in this game as well. Mm. Um, And Arizona's defense has just looked horrible so far. I mean, did did you watch that preseason game against the Raiders? Yeah, Derek Carr looked legit. Yeah, I mean, their defense is bad. Patrick Peterson is suspended. Robert Alford's on IR. Their secondary is completely banged up. Uh, or uh, Sorry, not completely banged up, but just completely missing, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think it's just a good matchup overall for Stafford. I do wish that they were at home, um, but mm-hmm. I do think that he's probably a... You know, if Jimmy G is a fringe streaming option or he's not available for you, I don't think Matthew Stafford's that bad of an option this week. Uh, most importantly, though, JJ, it is Babytron season. That's right. That's right. This weekend is Babytron season. Yeah. All right. Our third quarterback is a deep play, so give me a break. It is the the torch carrier uh, for Living the Stream, Nick Foles, the eighth. Boom. Uh, playing against Kansas City in Jacksonville at home, obviously. So he's available in 82% of leagues. Um, I guess we're talking more about like, I don't know, 16 team leagues or obviously, obviously super flex that comes to mind. Yeah. So this game has the week's, uh, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong one. Here we go. This game has the second highest total of the week. Uh, no team allowed more adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks than the, uh, I'm, man, I'm really, I'm struggling here, JJ. I'm struggling. It's I'm okay. going to try this it's again. Okay. 
We're, we're in week one. Thankfully, you can edit this out. No yep. team allowed more adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks than Kansas City last year. Teams were forced to pass a lot versus the Chiefs, as you remember, uh, almost 40 times per game on average, the most in the league. Kansas City gave up a league-high passing yardage. The downside here is that, obviously, the Jaguars are home underdogs here. But Nick Foles, over his career, has been horrific in losses, averaging uh, 11.4 fantasy points per game in losses compared to 20.5 points in victories. So he's not someone who typically thrives uh, in losses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's a, it's a, hopefully they're playing from behind sort of early, but you don't necessarily want to strive for that because we know that quarterbacks and losses, as you just mentioned with Nick, I mean, Nick Foles, splits are, are a lot larger than what we typically see, but quarterbacks and losses generally don't perform as well as quarterbacks and wins because if mm-hmm. they lose, that means they didn't play that well. Um, but with the way this game is just kind of set up, I mean, you're, you're also looking at an offensive coordinator now and John Filippo, who's more pass friendly. So maybe we see a little bit more passing in the red zone, which could help Nick Foles' fantasy total. So those are the quarterbacks. I, I'm going to I'm going to have a nice, easy transition to one of the tight ends this week. Mm-hmm. Not the main tight end that we like, um, but one who's in that exact same game catching passes from Nick Foles. And it's Jeff Swaim. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, this is a, a play on volume. Uh, mm-hmm. You just mentioned the volume side of things. So it's a play on volume. Uh, and there's not a lot of locked in pass catchers on that team. You really have DD Westbrook and Leonard Fournette. Um, and, and, and you're in an offensive situation now with John D. Filippo where they're likely to be a little bit more pass friendly. So Jeff Swaim is a dart throw. Uh, it, it's a situation where I hope that you've drafted someone who's better than Jeff Swaim. Uh, but if there's one matchup to sort of point to for anyone, for any pass catcher, uh, that you want to target just for volume purposes, it would be Kansas City probably, at least this early in the season where we don't have as much information. So uh, I think Jeff Swaim is at least, uh, you know, if you're if you're in a league where, let's say, Trey Burton doesn't go this uh, on Thursday or Jordan Reed doesn't play or something and you, you were relying on a later round tight end, maybe just go to the waiver wire and get Jeff, Jeff, and get Jeff Swaim. I have to say that uh, Jeff Swaim sounds pretty dreamy for my Scott Fishbowl team. There you so go. That's- there you go. That's one application of uh, Jeff Swaim, if that actually is a person. Actually, Jeff Swaim has been a streamer for us before, I'm sure. Yeah, he has. He has. I always got him and What's-His-Face mixed up from Dallas. Oh, man. Yeah, no, they're the same guy. I can't even remember. they're the same guy. Yeah. All right, my turn for tight end. Tyler Eifert is back, folks, and I am still talking about Tyler Eifert after all this time. Uh, It's been two years since he had any sort of sustained, you know, playing time in the NFL uh, and, and even then, in 2016, he only played eight games before he suffered a season-ending injury. But he has averaged nearly five targets per game in his career with Cincinnati. He was seeing over six targets per game before his uh, 2016 season ended with injury. And he was a, a red zone threat uh, that year, more so than in previous years. He scored five touchdowns in eight games. Almost all of them came in the red zone. Uh, Seattle allowed 10.3 adjusted points to tight ends last season. And Eifert is available on 90% of waiver wires. This game is ugly, honestly, from a fantasy standpoint. The Seattle-Cincinnati game, I I don't really want a whole lot of it in my lineup. But, uh, you know, you could do worse. And uh, you figure that the ball has to go somewhere. Uh, And if if, if Tyler Boyd gets attention... Um, on the outside, then you would think Eifert could get some opportunity on the inside. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, this the only guy that I really feel very confident. I guess you could feel confident about Tyler Lockett in that game, um, but Chris Carson could eat this weekend. Oh also. yeah, like he could go nuts. Uh, the last tight end is is sort of the more traditional. He could just be your starter all season. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that would be the best scenario, best case scenario. Uh, it's Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Um, you really just have to hope that he's a, going to be a part of this offense with only really Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams and maybe Josh Jacobs to a degree locked into some sort of target share. We know that Jared Cook is gone, and we know that Jared Cook last year had a great season for fantasy purposes and just from a production standpoint. Whether that was sort of because there wasn't anything else in that in that offense, maybe that had something to do with it, or maybe Jared Cook just, just played well and maybe the scheme really helped him. Um, Darren Waller is a freak of nature athlete. Mm-hmm. He's a converted wide receiver. He once ran a 4-4-6-40 at 6'6", 238 pounds. Now, he's a little bit heavier now, but even still, the fact that he did that in the past um, is telling as to how athletic he is. So I don't really care about the matchup that much. Uh, we're really just hoping that we can see some volume from an athletic guy. And the upside's there for him to, to do something throughout the season. So I think Waller is someone that uh, you can't necessarily confidently play week one, but he's probably the best streaming option given given uh, his ownership right now. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, he could be something more as the season goes on. You, you know, you, you mentioned that Waller is a little heavier today than he used to be and really aren't we all JJ this is true this is true uh so to recap at quarterback we have Stafford Jimmy G and Foles tight end Darren Waller Jeff Swayman Tyler Eifert in defense we have the Jets Lions and if you really want to dig deep you can go with the 49ers all right Danny let's get to Twitter we got some questions this first one's from at number one punna it's more of a statement and I, (laughs) I feel like I needed to read this from Jason because last week we were a little bit confused by the question about taking your shoes off at the park you remember that Oh yeah, no, and and there's a West Coast East Coast thing going on here. Yeah, yeah, this is a West. This is a this is a, him being a, a him being elitist. Uh, it says I need to clarify my question regarding park and shoes from last week. My park has sand. Every time I go there, I get seemingly infinite amounts of sand in my shoes. I took them off and got a pee sting. I feel like there is no winning. Do I take them off or keep them on? I don't have a strong. I mean, look, I, I don't know what it's like. To have parks with sand. Uh, me neither. Yeah. So I, we, we can't properly answer this question. I just think that this is a very, uh, to, to bring this onto our show, um, it's, it's, it's an elitist West coast thing. I've never, I've never heard of this. I, I, I can't actually believe it's a thing that, that playgrounds have, have sand. I've never <laughs> considered it. I mean, in, you know, in our neck of the woods, it's, um, you know, the, the rubber, the shredded rubber tire. Yep. The stuff the stuff that pops off the field and into players' eyes when they get tackled. Or or maybe maybe like mulch or something depending on where like if you're by swings, you know. Oh right, right. Yes, mulch, mulch. Mulch yeah. is 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 a big thing that's stuck in my kids' shoes all the time. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, but this sand stuff, I don't know, Jason. I don't know. Next one, at K of the World. What is your opinion on neutered flex spots? So just wide receiver and tight end. <laughs> and if negative, what type of medical procedure should I have to fix it? I mean, you know, Neuter Flex sounds like a great album, by the way. Uh, but but I, I've never I've never heard of this. I, is this a thing? I mean, I play in some leagues that have them, but it's basically a wide receiver spot. Right. I mean, you're not you're you're generally not going to play a tight end there. So that's that's my feelings. About I it. mean, un- unless you absolutely lost your mind and drafted like Ertz and Kittle together. Yeah, right, right. Which just means that you're bad at drafting. Right. <laughs> so you're not going to win anyway. Uh, next question is from at Nick B 19. What's your guys takes on boogers? 
they're well they're natural they come out of your nose um and, and they're nasty okay so my my biggest issue with boogers is this so like my own person not my kids boogers because i'm always having to deal with those but like if you if you have one and you see it in the mirror like in public and you and you very you know discreetly remove the booger from your nose are you in like a bathroom here or are you in in, in public in public like no you're in doing the- in public, like okay. if you see like your your reflection or yeah, yeah. something, or you just or, feel it or something like that. Yeah, or you, right, yeah, feeling it, and you and you discreetly remove it, and you see that you you that you now have the booger. Now, what do you do? That's a that's a tough dilemma. And and you, I don't you, know. you certainly do not eat it. No, God, no, jeez, no. People oh, do my. this, Denny. People are into booger eating. This is I, not this is not a shocking. We know that people eat boogers. You see it all the time whenever they pan to like someone in a crowd at a stadium and they're sitting there eating nachos and the next dip they just stick their finger in their nose and then they eat the booger. I'm positive that there are porn sites about booger eating. <laughs> by the way. I, you know, and I'm not I'm not googling it. I will not. I refuse. But but you have it in your in your hand. I think that the only move is this. It's the it's the subtle wipe on your leg. Yeah, it's probably true because you don't want to like put it somewhere. That's not. I mean, if you're sitting at like a table, you can obviously put it in your napkin or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if the napkin is available, you need to go with the nap. I mean, but that but that's hard. You don't want other people to see it, so you can reach under the table and wipe it against your jeans, and it'll fall off onto the floor, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if it's a hard booger, sure. Oh but yeah, no, 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 I, no, no. This is this is a hard booger. What? No, we're not talking about anything uh, slimy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's slimy, then you you have a worse you have a worse situation on your hands. Uh, quite, no, quite, quite literally. You yeah you need yeah you need to leave the restaurant if that's yeah I mean you got to do so so we're now definitely in a restaurant is is the, this is where the scenario has gone <laughs> yeah I I mean I, I I think you just have to let it go let it free just set it free yeah I I kind of I'm I'm with you I don't know what else you do you can't have it sit in your nose because you're gonna be thinking about it all the time and then every once in a while you're gonna like like sniff or something and you're going to maybe there's going to be like a whistle or something that comes out of your nose and people are going to look at you funny and you're going to feel uncomfortable you need to do you need to do something to get rid of that booger and honestly there might not be a worse feeling as a human than um being at a social function for like an hour or more and then going into the bathroom and looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing you had a booger the entire time yeah that's rough i mean that's that's devastating because that means that everybody saw it and was thinking about it while they talked to you and said nothing. Yeah. Uh, next question at Fitz underscore eight four three. Denny, aka the Seltzer guy, have you tried White Claw? I, I have not. I, I should. I should. So this past weekend, I tried Truly, which is another brand of, of it's like another self, you know, like a alcoholic seltzer. I, I had that. Yeah. And it's horrific. <laughs> Like, like, why, why are people drinking this thing? Like, it, I, I, at first I started drinking. I'm like, oh, wow, this is good. A hundred calories. This is cool. And I'm drinking. It, I'm like, this tastes like nothing. Wait, oh, wait, it didn't, it didn't uh, get you buzzed at all? No, I'm, well, I only had one because I didn't want it anymore. But the, the it, comparing, like, if, if, look, I'm at the age right now where there are certain times where I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to get hammered right now. And if that's the case, I can understand if you want to go with a Truly or a White Claw, whatever. But like this past weekend, I'm at the lake with my family and extended family and I'm, I'm drinking, well, I'm drinking IPAs. I'm drinking good beer and I'm just hanging out by the pool. I don't need to drink a freaking sh- or truly. 
what well, I didn't know it, it's a hundred calories. So what, what's a light beer? Light a light beer is like ninety calories or something. I, don't know, I think that's I, I think the the light beers that market themselves as low calorie would be around the ninety range. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't I don't see much uh, uh, much appeal. I mean, if I want it has vodka in it, right? It's it's five. I don't even know what's in it. It's five percent alcohol, so it's it's stronger than what you would get from like a Bud Light or Miller Light or whatever. But it's it's garbage. It's hot garbage. It tastes bad. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it feels like Zima all over again. Yeah, it's gonna fail. Although a lot of people really, really are are white claw truthers. Yeah. Well, apparently we're not gonna have Truly as a sponsor anytime soon. So. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> this next one says. I, uh, this is from at underscore James Kohut. I used draft day consultants and all I got was a video recording of Denny sobbing and screaming, take the top receiver over and over again. How do I go about a refund? I just thought that was good. JJ, you would not believe how hard it is to hold people's hands and, and let them know that it'll be okay if you take a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, I believe it. I believe like, it. People just love their running backs in the first couple rounds. They, they they can't get beyond it. They they'll say things like, "But if I don't take a running back in the first round, then all of the good ones will be gone." Right. <laughs> I love that. I right. love it. Oh, yeah, all my 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 home leagues, not my home league so much, not my main one, but but uh, my neighborhood league, for instance, they go very very running back heavy, and uh-huh. almost force it. And fortunately, I was in the back half of the draft. So I was able to really go wide receiver heavy, um, but yeah, people love their running backs, man. They they re- it's like a reflex at this point, and I think that it's because the industry pushed running back early and often for so long uh, that it's just ingrained in people's minds. Yeah, must be. Next one at FF Tyler O. Drop my kid off at daycare with a blown out diaper. His first day, mind you. Oh. I didn't know he had blasted a grumpy until after I handed him over. As he was already in their hands and quote over the gate, is that their problem or am I a terrible person? Well, wait, did did Tyler realize that the diaper was full when he handed it over? I'm assuming yes. Let's just go with that assumption. Yeah, no, that's messed up, dude. So, so okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, what is he supposed to do in that scenario? He's 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 gonna go. It depends what your daycare setup is. Like, technically, where Avery goes, I can go into the daycare room. And just put her down on the changing thing and and change her myself, uh-huh. right? So I in, in that scenario, if I absolutely knew that it was that bad of a blowout or something, I I would go in and change her or at least help them in some way. But there have been times where I know that that when I dropped her off, when I put her down, I could smell the stank, mm-hmm. and I knew that she she dropped something in that diaper. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you know, you know how like you know she's over, she's thirteen months old now. Like, you know what those poops are like. They're just they're pretty normal poops. It's not that hard. It's okay if it sits there for like five minutes before they smell it and then they change it. And that's their that's their job is to is to do that. We're paying oh, them to do man. that. We're paying I them to do know, that. I don't know, dude. We're paying them to do If it's a blowout, if it's an extreme blowout where like your kid's uh, outfit's all screwed up, I, I, that that's one thing to just hand hand the kid oh, over yeah, and just be like, yeah. peace out. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm walking away. If it's a normal poop, it's not hard to clean. You know, you're over and done. It's not that big of a deal. I'm okay with letting the kid go and letting the teacher or the, the person who's taking care of the kid do their thing. I, I agree with you on the the blowout being, a, you know, a must-change situation for you. Yeah, I think so. 
Okay, that, that I at mean, least you, you at least have to help because you know that blowouts is often a, a multi-person uh, situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, because the, the clothes are messed up, the diaper can't hold it in, it's all over the place. Right. Yeah, man, poopocalypse, like we talked about. So, right. uh, so yeah, I guess there is a difference there, but I, I would, <laughs> I don't know if I smelt the poop, I think I would have to just uh, take take her back to the car and. Changer, I don't know. I mean, or or find a table in the. Well, in you're the just nursery. a better you're just a better father than me, Denny. I, no, I get it. I get that's it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm. I'm that's getting right. at that. I'm actually a much better dad than you and Tyler. So that combined, <laughs> yes, we get it, guys. Denny's the best dad. Okay, we 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 all we all get it. We all get it. Next question. All right. From at Hulk like sports, if you jump in the shower but realize you have to pee, do you hop back or just pee in the shower? Hmm. I want you to go first here. Okay, okay, okay. If I'm in the shower and I okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's hear it. We let's All hear right. the answer. Okay, so if I'm in the shower and I and I'm like totally drenched, like like I'm like fully wet from the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. Yes. Then I'm peeing in the shower. That's fine. I do. I would too. I would too. There's a. It's a lot less messy to just do that. Then to hop out, have to have to dry off in some way, and then you're gonna have to go back in the shower anyway, and then your towel's all wet because you had to dry off right. before you went. Yeah, just do it in the shower. It's fine. So my, but my issue with that is, you know, I can't remember the last time I did that. But as adults, I think we should have better bladder awareness. I agree with that. That I can definitely get behind. You know, I and, agree. And so if if your bladder's bursting when you're about to get in the shower, just just use the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, like like how long are your shower? Like, what are you taking a four hour shower and you're just drinking and chugging beer and water while you're in the shower? Like, right? What, yeah. Like, or what did... is it? Like, you 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 have had to have the urge to pee going into the shower in order for this scenario to really happen. Were you daydreaming? I mean, did you did you drink two <laughs> gallons of water directly before you got in the shower? Yeah, I, this is that's very true. I think that's the the real answer <laughs> and the real the real concern here is that absolutely. This next question is from at Smoothie Watch Twenty One. <laughs> it's Smoothie. Why is it Twenty One? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a this is an account dedicated to me continuing to drink smoothies until Thanksgiving, or else Denny has to drink a White Russian. It says, "Have a big smoothie ingredient draft coming up, and we are thinking about going zero veg. Maybe try to grab some Swiss chard in the seventh. We have the fifth pick. Thinking banana, pineapple, or peach. Your thoughts?" So here's the thing with smoothie. The whole reason you drink smoothies is to drink things and put things together that you wouldn't otherwise eat. Mm -hmm. Right. That's my, you can have a smoothie that tastes really good that, that you put ingredients in that you would eat standalone because you want to want to treat yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but generally speaking, the reason you're having smoothies is because you can combine ingredients where you wouldn't eat, you know, like, like I'm putting spinach in my, in my smoothie. Right. So if I'm putting spinach, I'm not gonna eat like a like spinach without anything on it. Like right. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I but I'll eat it whenever it's combined with a lot of you know like pineapple or other frozen veg or fruits and stuff. So my answer to this is those three things: banana, pineapple, and peach are all delicious. As stand, just eat those. Just eat those. Mm -hmm. Get something that you don't like and put that in the smoothie. That's my smoothie take for today. That's a good take, and that is like the most JJ uh, reasoning ever because it's really it's really good reasoning. You you can't argue against it. Thanks. And I, look, bananas. By the way, bananas I think are my one A fruit. Really? Because it's so easy. Look, 
middle of the like you work from home okay I, I do. middle of the day you just you're kind of hungry you just need something because lunch didn't totally fill you up a banana is perfect i you can just grab it and peel it and eat it yeah but there's the issue of it not filling you up which it doesn't Bananas, bananas are fairly filling. Dude, I could eat like eight bananas right now, and it wouldn't fill me up. <laughs> what, what, what kind of what kind of fruit snack? Not fruit snacks, but what kind of fruit snack would uh-huh. fill you up? Uh, none, because fruit doesn't fill you up. It's just it's just <laughs> like a thing that you just eat, and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't satisfy <laughs> hunger in <laughs> any way. All right, fair enough. Fair I, enough. And by the way, pears are the best. I'm a pear supremacist. Pear, pear is actually pears are very, very good. I went through a pear kick last year. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which the smoothies are not a kick for the record. Uh, <laughs> next question. Next question. At Breve Bronovan, like Denny, I'm deep in the pocket of Big Halloween, and I'm tempted to start putting out my decorations now that it's September as a response to Christmas creep in November. Does CD Carter thirteen approve, or is that a pumpkin spice level offense? Yeah. So. I, I feel you on this and I, uh, I empathize because I used to do the same thing. I used to, on Labor Day, start putting out Halloween stuff, including my Halloween village. And here's the thing, though. By October 1st, I was sick of that stuff. I just yeah. wanted it to be over. And by October 31st, I was absolutely done. Like I was like, oh, thank God I get to take this stuff down. I'm tired of looking at this stuff, you know? So – um what 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 the who's the listener here who's, this is this is brief oh the brief brief yeah brief what you're doing is uh you are waging a like a, a nuclear arms race against big christmas <laughs> yes. you know this is uh this is the the mad philosophy of the cold war and you think that by going nuclear with halloween that you can counter the Christmas creep, which I also agree is wrong. And people who truly uh, treasure the season, the holiday season, should wait until the holiday season, right? Yeah. Where and the same thing, the same thing goes with Halloween. I think if you really love Halloween and you want to appreciate it and take it in and absorb it for all it's worth. You're going to wait until at least October 1st. That's my take on it. Yeah, so so here here's my take, okay? There are two holidays that consist of of decorating outside in your house. Mo- mostly two holidays. Those two holidays are what, Denny? Halloween and Christmas. Halloween and Christmas. Both of those holidays are appear and happen on the same day every year, mm-hmm. and that day is late in the month, which means which means it's it's a month long thing. You get a whole month. You get you know? a whole month, and it's very specific. It's sitting right there. It's telling you we put this on this day, so you get the whole month. I, it's um, when people say, "But I love I love Halloween." So when it's ninety four degrees outside, I want my Halloween decorations up. No, no, I don't. I reject that totally. That is, you are forcing a season to happen. Guess what? Guess what, everyone? The season will happen. Whether you put it, put the stuff up six weeks early or not, it's going right. to happen. Right. I'm with you. I'm sorry if you just heard any banging in the background. Uh, my daughter, my, my office doors are closed and there's a window to it. And she just came sprinting like Darren Waller 446 speed <laughs> into the window and just started pounding and smiling at it because she saw me out of the corner of her eye. It was very adorable, but it was also a little distracting. How dare she? Get, get Avery out of here. Yeah. Next question this is from at number one punna. Again, I figured that Jason could get some redemption here. How, and this is actually a good question. So, so good on you, Jason. 
How do you consume a loaf of bread? Do you eat the heel first? Which do you call it a heel? Do you eat the heel first, last, <laughs> or never? I usually ignore it until I'm down to the last piece of bread. Um, first. You eat it first? I eat whatever. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, it's on the end. So I, I cut it off and I make toast or whatever. Yeah. Psychopaths eat it first. Are you, wait, what? So you eat last? I usually go, I, I usually avoid it. I go around it. Yeah, Melissa won't won't eat the end at all. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I don't necessarily throw it out, but if I can avoid it, I'll avoid it. Yeah, she actually throws it out to the birds, which is like, you know, I'm jealous of the birds. I wanted that. <laughs> you, so, do you like the the heel? That's the. Be- I mean, I I don't know what it's called. Do you yeah. do you like the the end of a loaf of bread the most? I kind of do, and I, I call it the heel. I I mean, is there not maybe there's another word for it that is, I'm not remembering? So I was actually listening to to the radio one day, uh, taking Avery into daycare, and. Uh, they were having a discussion as to what people call that piece. So you call it, you do call it the heel. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I've all, I don't think I've ever really named it. I don't think I've ever really called it anything. I just say it's the end of the loaf of bread. The, 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 the bread, the, butt. the end, the, the, the end, like your point, <laughs> you're, you're clearly, if you're having this discussion with someone, you're clearly talking about a loaf of bread. Uh-huh. So you can just say the end and they would understand what you're saying. I listen, I once went to war with my son over, we had one piece of bread left and I'm, you know, that that's on me. I should have gone to the store. I didn't, we had one piece of bread. It was the, it was the, the butt end. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It was the heel and my son did not want it, but he wanted toast. And I think that we went back and forth about that in a in a heated way. I would say for five minutes straight. Yeah. So he doesn't. He, so he he doesn't like the end either. No, no, it's tough action. He ended up not eating it. But believe it or not, you can't make kids eat, eat something if they don't want to. Yeah, shocking, shocking. Uh, this next one's from at Katie Banks zero one. Somehow the Philadelphia, Cleveland, and Dallas defenses are all available for me to pick them oh. up. Is it Dallas based on schedule, or do you do you prefer one of the other two? I would go with Dallas. Their first three weeks are amazing. I'm gonna uh, ruin this listener's life and say Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Go with Dallas. Next question. <laughs> At BP McClellan, is Sony Michelle a sit this week as the relatively high over under sets up as a James White kind of game? No. 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 The 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 high over under is is less about that. You would you would want more of a negative script for James White if anything, but. In general, you just want your players to be part of higher scoring games, and that's going to be one of the higher scoring games. Yeah, I, I don't think that the uh, the prospects of a high scoring game mean that uh, the primary rushing guy, that the early down guy, is going to be kind of played out of the game. You know? No, if anything, if anything, you can make the argument that someone like James White is going to be more involved in a closer game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the fact that this this is New England and Pittsburgh, maybe it's. I mean, I think New England wins, but. If it's closer than New England and and Miami, you know, my New England Miami is a is a game where you wouldn't really want to play James White as much, or as, as you wouldn't have as strong of feelings about James White. Um, but you can play both Sony Michelle and James White in this matchup. I I didn't miss that reverse jinx you just put on your Steelers, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not gonna win. Next question <laughs> at CD Carter sixty nine. I recently had my kid's first birthday party. The post smash cake defecation was stinky enough to quarantine the whole neighborhood. Plus, the cherry on top of the smash cake feces was getting peed on when changing the diaper. Oh which ty- <laughs> and then at the very end it says, "Which type of smoothie can I drink to fix this?" Help! <laughs> I, what is this? I love you guys are making fun of me for my smoothie craze. Get out of here. Keep it up. Keep it up, man. Hey, guys, hammer JJ on the smoothies because he's he's gonna give up. 
I'm not, I'm not, that's going to just fuel me. That's going to fuel me even more. <laughs> so bring it. Oh God, it will. Okay. Everybody ease up. Everybody <laughs> ease gonna, up. I'm calling off going. the dogs. Next question. At the first pitch, the other owners in my league all take backup quarterbacks. That means 23 quarterbacks get taken off the board. Even Derek Carr got drafted by the Mahomes owner. Any advice on how to handle this stupidity? Uh, uh, go, go ahead, Denny. Is this a super flex? No, but this happens in leagues. I'm in, a, I'm in my, again, I'm in my neighborhood league. It's 14 teams. And I can understand more in deeper formats if you want to get a backup quarterback. But if, if many teams in your league are getting backup quarterbacks, you have to adjust. You, that's just what it is. So I ended up getting Kyler Murray pretty late and Josh Allen. You just have to adjust. Man, that's that's wild that someone would be like, I have Patrick Mahomes, but you know what? Just in case, I'm well, going to get Derek Carr. Just in case I want to play Carr over Mahomes. You never know. Well, they say that you need someone for your bye week. That's that's the logic. Oh, that's the worst. It's the logic. Yeah, it's crazy. Next question. At Chris underscore quick. If you were an NFL, if you were an NFL coach, and I have actually thought about this, by the way. Mm-hmm. How many days would you last before you ran out of motivation, motivational speeches or simply no longer had the desire to come up with them? It sounds exhausting. What's your take on this? So I, I was thinking about this. So I, I'm, I know that I'm really behind with this, but I've only recently over the last month or so started watching Last Chance You. Have you watched it? I have not. Okay, it's really good. Um, but I was, you know, you get the inside look at, at how these coaches act with their players and no different than what you see on hard knocks, but you get to see, you know, more of a whole season's worth. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm watching one of the scenes today and it's this defensive line coach giving this motivational speech about how he believes in his defensive line. Right. And it's just, it's just him talking to his defensive line only. And I'm thinking to myself, like how many times do you think this team and this defensive line has heard something along these lines? Mm -hmm. Like how as a defensive lineman in that moment, is that particular thing motivational to me? What would be motivational is if like the coach is coming up with something that's totally, totally brand new that you've never heard that side of him before, but that, that would run out eventually. Right. Like you, oh, you, yeah. you can't, yeah. you can't continuously share these things about you to, to kind of be vulnerable and help your team get motivated because you would run out of those things that you're vulnerable about. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, you would uh, run out of them after like uh, six practices. Yeah. Basically. That's what I'm saying. Like how, how, how many, how many different things like it's like co- all coaches do is just pick up a, th- a thesaurus and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, how can I say this one word in a different way? It, or, or, or translate this one message another way, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm, I, I feel you, I, you know, I, I have coaching experience guys. Listen, I coach a flag football team. Uh, in the spring. And um, I ran out of things to say after <laughs> about three games. I I, w- I then began repeating myself, just saying exactly what I had said the week before about like effort and like, you know, let's get at it and we're a team and, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter if we win or lose as long as we play hard. All, all that, all that kid, you know, kid sports stuff. Okay. Um, and I ran out of, so I'm, I, yeah, I feel that. I mean, I, I don't know where I would get the material at, at, at some point. This uh, next, go ahead. It, by the way, this was best, best reflected in like maybe 10 years ago, there was a Sunday night football game with the Cowboys and there was a, a linebacker, a white linebacker who had like a Fu Manchu whose name I can't remember. And he was giving the, the pregame hype huddle speech where the defensive players are like hopping up and down, you know the scene, right? Sure. 
and he never like got to the punchline. So the, the the camera was like peering over the player's shoulder. So we you get to see this guy getting his trying to get his guys hyped, right? Yeah. And he's like, it's Sunday night. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's like, the lights are on. Yeah, here we go, here we go. We're so- playing the Eagles. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> like, like I'm wearing white cleats. Oh hell yeah, 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 yeah. You have to state everything that's going on. Yeah, and, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Be like, I shaved just before the game. Oh hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had two bowel movements today, and it never, and they never got to, you know, he was never like, so let's go and kill, you know, like it was nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> so when did they end it? How did he end? He just, did they just break up? I just think, I, I think that they actually just started screaming and then broke up. Yeah, <laughs> they knew, they knew that when he talked about how many times he shaved, that was the last. Oh time. man, I was, I was crying, laughing when, when, oh man, when I realized that this guy <laughs> had nothing beyond the lights are on. <laughs> So good. So good. This this next question actually made me laugh after I realized what it was about. It's from at FF underscore CEO. Is the Dallas defense slash special teams a viable streamer if Zeke sits? Can they survive without him and Jalen Ramsey? I, I um, is this is this a joke? Is this a troll? This is this is the this is the uh Dallas uh, drafted Ezekiel Elliott to help their defense joke. Oh, and, oh, and they, okay. and they, and they oh. passed on Jalen Ramsey. Okay, because I didn't I really didn't want to like like kill a listener on air, but yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. Uh, but yes, they're, they're, they're a viable streamer. <laughs> Next question at cam underscore Wilson 26. Given that this is a food slash beverage podcast, do you have any techniques for not tilting when people write checks to pay for their groceries, specifically Ooh. when they are in the express lane? Only solution I have found is screaming my shopping list into my pillow. Other suggestions. <laughs> 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 Oh, what would that sound like? Hold on, I'm gonna grab a pillow and see what that would sound like. <laughs> I need, I need lemon filter. <laughs> it would sound like that. Oh my gosh, it is a tilting experience, though, and it's always. And look, I'm not trying to put geriatrics on blast here, uh, but it always is an older person. Well, yeah, I mean, anybody under 35 years old has never even seen a check. <laughs> yeah, right. Who? Who has, I want to know if anyone out there listening to the show actually carries around a checkbook. Oh, dear. Oh, somebody's going to respond. It's going to be like really like cute and earnest. Oh, no. Yeah, either that. Yeah, it's it, yes, yes. Like they're, they're going to be like, I do it because it's a tr- tradition passed down from my, you know, like somebody like <laughs> pool or something. And we're going to be like, oh, God. Damn. I would I would assume I would assume that it would be that it would skew female because they carry purses or at least more frequently. Um, but I, I still would hope that no one is carrying checkbooks. So all the time, all the time in school that we learned how to, how to write a check and balance a checkbook, that was all, uh, with an eye toward the past. Not, not, not the obvious, not the obvious future. Yeah. Yeah. Our teachers are dumb for even thinking about teaching us that. Like it was clear. It was terribly clear by the mid nineties that uh, balancing a checkbook was a thing of the past or would be soon. So why were we spending hours and hours and hours learning about this nonsense? I, I feel the same way about learning cursive. Oh my you, you, God. When, when you, you, so you learn cursive in elementary school and you're, and maybe even, you know, you're, maybe you still have to write some cursive into middle school and then you get to high school and no one cares about cursive. So, so these teachers know that in the same school district, they're not going to care about cursive at all. And why are you learning it? What, what is the point in learning it then? Yeah, I mean, you're unless, never using it. 
unless it's like 1949, you know, where you live, then no, you no, you don't need curse. <laughs> and and you and you didn't. We we did not. The only the only reason I needed cursive was because on the SAT, uh, I don't know about your version when you took it, um, but on the SAT they made you write a statement and it had to be in incur- like like copy a statement and write it and sign it and it all had to be in cursive. That was Wait. the hardest. That was the hardest part of the SAT. Maybe that was the entire reason why we had to go <laughs> yes, through four, you know, four years of constant cursive writing. Yeah. Yeah, it was. They were preparing us for that portion of the SAT when we were in first grade. There you go. Clearly, on uh, this last question is from at JT Hustle underscore thirty two. If you had to choose one of Denny's alter ego Twitter accounts to co-host a show with, which one would it be, and would you rather co-host with this account than Denny? Um, I thought Denny's account was a parody account. Uh, someone said that the other day. Um, oh, uh, Jeff Ratcliffe from PFF said, I, <laughs> I, I literally don't know when you're tweeting and when your <laughs> parodies are tweeting. <laughs> uh, there's some, there are some accounts that I feel that way with draft cheat all the time as well. The, from, from the DFS world. I, I never know when he's serious. I, I know when you're being serious, Denny. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you know me through the podcast or through my writing or whatever, then, then yeah, you know, but, but th- that's only a tiny portion of, of my Twitter following sure. that, that really, that really knows. Um, and I, you know, I try to keep people on my toes on, not my toes on their toes. I would like, I don't, I don't know. I would need to see a list of all the, the, uh, Twitter accounts, the parody accounts that have been created on, on your behalf, because I, I can't, I can't pinpoint one and say this is the one that I would like to do the podcast. I can tell you that I wouldn't want to do the show with emo CD Carter. Uh, yeah, no, no, you you definitely wouldn't because they, he would probably just start crying if you uh, right. uh, <laughs> joked about uh, his music taste at all. No offense, emo, but it, uh, the, so the CD Carter sixty nine account is supposed to be me like distilled to my purest form. Yeah. So like so like the pure shtick with like no earnestness, like no realness. Yeah. So that might be good. Yeah, that's probably true. That, that would probably be the one. That's a good point. Uh, but that's it for the questions, Denny. That's it for today's show. That's it for the week one show. We made it. All right, we did. Uh, where can everyone find you? Uh, at CD Carter 13. That's my that's my actual account on Twitter. Uh, and also become a patron because today we have three posts. Just for instance, we have my week one kicker column where I mentioned streamers and I mentioned every week, guys, that you're, you're starting this week. Um, and we have, what else do we have? We have the, oh, the early release of the weekly streamers, quarterback, tight end defense. We are going to post that between 8 and 10 a.m. on Tuesdays uh, this season. So if you want early access, become a patron. I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. Today was the week that I officially started four Late Round podcasts each week. So mm-hmm. I did one today. I'll have one tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so you can follow that. Just search for the late round podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, of course, too. Um, but that's it. Denny, you want to go get some milkshakes? I do. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to live in the stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Now it won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out Late Round QB.